Welcome back to another episode of Faith of the Fathers podcast, where scripture matters and history is the Lord's. I'm your host, Nathan Waters, here with a devotional thought for you today out of the book of 1 John. And hopefully this might spark a little series. Um, And it's going to be basically based on how to have fellowship with the Father. Last week we uh, heard our uh, topic, This is the Gospel. And we showed how to have new life and how to be reconciled to God. But how do we actually have a relationship with God? How do we have fellowship with God? Uh, And the book of 1 John so wonderfully lays that out. And uh, hopefully uh, next time when we have Jordan on, we'll see where this goes. Uh, I'm not really sure if (laughs) we're terrible at planning. We we just kind of go with the flow. Uh, So we'll see. Um, but I'll read, um, chapter one, verses one through four out of first John. It says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. So looking here at John, uh, or First John chapter 1, verse 1, we can see the word in the beginning. He says, that which was from the beginning. And I believe this refers uh, back to the start of creation. And uh, it's also referenced in his uh, gospel in John chapter 1, where he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then... uh, I think those two correlate together and it's kind of interesting that he brings this up because the whole the whole topic of this book is how to have fellowship with the Father and we can see fellowship in the Trinity we can see fellowship uh, in the Godhead so see uh, here is a picture of everlasting to everlasting relationship uh, it's a picture of the Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Ghost, three in one. They are perfectly in harmony together. Uh, they do not uh, go against each other. They do not uh, get angry with each other. They are perfect love uh, with each other uh, because they are one. And uh, it gives us that uh, picture there that to have a relationship with God we want to have that oneness with him. We want to be in tune to what he has to say. We want to be uh, listening to when he speaks. We want to obey what he says. So we see the picture of fellowship with the Trinity. There is perfect cooperation in the Trinity. Uh, obviously, when working with mankind, this uh, is not possible. We cannot always have full cooperation with fellow man because we are fallen. Uh, On the other side of this, when we get 
to heaven, uh, we can have that restitution and we'll be glorified and we have a new body and be able to be sinless finally and not have to wrestle against sin. But until then, we can only look to the one that is perfect and we can just try to pattern our life. We will not be perfect, but we must try. And then there's also divine holiness in the Trinity. Uh, think about uh, failed relationships. Think about failed friendships. What was the main reason why they failed? Well, it was because there was sin. If we were perfect, uh, relationships would last forever. See, friends don't just, uh, best of friends don't just split apart because they just, you know, become disinterested with each other. They split apart because maybe one, uh, one person bites another person on their back. They betray them. Uh, like Judas, Judas Iscariot, he beheld the Savior, and yet he still turned him away uh, for money because he was greedy. So, uh, we do not have divine holiness, but we can look to the one who does. And if we pattern our life after holiness, then our relationships with man and with God will be better. And then there is unparalleled unity in the Trinity. Uh, you'll find this nowhere else. Only in the Trinity have they never disagreed. I disagree with my closest of friends. I disagree with uh, my wife sometimes. Well, I say sometimes. We disagree a healthy amount. I'll say healthy amount. But we, we do not have complete unity because of our fallenness. But we need to try to pattern our life after the Trinity who is always on the same page. They always have the same plan. They always have the same motive. So not only do we see uh, Jesus as being God and having fellowship with the Trinity, we see that he is creative. He is the mode of creation. Uh, without him was not anything made that was made. Uh, and he is the indefinite creator of life. Without Jesus, uh, it is you're worshiping a false god. If you do not have Jesus, then uh, you do not have uh, the way to the Father. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So without Jesus, your worldview is corrupt. And we pretty well established that last week. Then we see that Jesus is the only one who has life. Uh, here in verse 1 of 1 John, he, uh, John calls him the word of life. He's the only word that has life. Uh, without him, there is no life. And Jesus uh, even calls it life more abundantly because men uh, may think that they have life, but really... They are just living on a, on a glimpse of what God has to offer them. And uh, we also find in the Bible that there is a way of life that leads to destruction. Uh, it was a parable that talks about um, the broad way and the narrow way. Uh, it says that there are many people that go in, in that broad gate. Uh, 
but there are few that go down the narrow path uh, because that narrow path is hard but the narrow path has a reward and that is abundant life next we see that Jesus is the light um, and all this has to deal with uh, the salvation message that men are uh, in darkness and they need light uh, Jesus uh, compares the gospel to the light of the world and how uh, we as Christians, if we have the light, should we put it under a bushel? We need to let it shine because uh, men need to be reproved of their evil deeds. Uh, and Jesus is, is that light that is necessary. Um, he is available. He's an available light. Uh, but he's also a light that is able to be rejected. Uh, he is not going to force uh, anyone to believe in him uh, until they see him face to face and then it's too late at that point and then uh, lastly in this point about the word at the beginning uh, Jesus wants to dwell with mankind the word of life wants to dwell with us how how wonderful is it to think about that that Jesus wants a relationship with us. That the Father wants a relationship with us. And that the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with us. If they, I mean, all throughout the Old Testament, God wants to dwell with man. He walked with man in the cool of the day in the garden. Uh, after the fall, uh, God prepared a way for Noah uh, to escape judgment so he can have fellowship with Noah. Uh, God made a way for uh, the children of Israel to uh, uh, to be able to fellowship with him in, in the tabernacle in the wilderness. He made a way after they defiled that for them to have a relationship with him in the temple. And they defiled that and he finally, after all of these uh, temporary fixes, he became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of us as the only begotten of the Father. And now we can have that fellowship with God. So that brings us into uh, verse 1. He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of it's like he's bringing into account here, he's, he's, maybe he has his eyes closed, I don't know, when he's thinking about this. And he's just remembering, oh yeah, I remember the time where Jesus healed a lame man. Where he says, take up your bed and, and walk. Maybe he's recalling the time where Bartimaeus was blind and couldn't see. And Jesus spits on the ground makes some clay and rubs it on his eyes, tells him to go wash in the pool, and he does, and now he's leaping and running around and praising God because he can see. Maybe he's thinking, of, maybe he's remembering the sounds of hearing a demon-possessed man scream out in terror, and then now he's not hearing it anymore because Jesus has cast out the demons, and now the man is seated and clothed and in his right mind. 
he's recalling all these circumstances where he has experienced the word of life. See, we, we've all heard the stories of how God created the heavens and the earth, and we know all the Bible stories. John is writing from firsthand experience where God himself stepped into flesh and he has worked miracles. And John is saying, I've seen it and I'm bearing witness of it. So not only do we see <clears throat> that John's witness he says, I've heard it, I've seen it. But we also see the manifestation of life in verse 2. It says, for the life was manifested. So manifest means to uh, show and to bring out into the open and to reveal. It's been, uh, uh, been made known. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. So, number one, God is the one who made this known. See, God has revealed things to us for our benefit, for our relationship with Him. God didn't have to. God didn't have to uh, give us His Word. He didn't have to give us miracles. He didn't have to give us uh, the testimony of John. God didn't have to do any of those things, but he wants a relationship with us, so he did. And then he has not only uh, manifested this, but he's also made himself available. Uh, the Bible says that, uh, that he is nigh to them that call upon him. He is ready to answer. He's, he's ready to uh, receive those who call upon his name. He is available. And then in verse 3, we see the invitation to brotherhood. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. So John is now saying, look, we've seen all this. I'm, I'm giving you a testimony here of what God has done, how Jesus has uh, changed the world. And now... You can come. He's saying, the door is open. You can come and have fellowship with us. You can have fellowship with God. So we see that, uh, number one, you have to come to the Father. Number two, you have to come through the Son. And number three, you have to come by the word of our mouth. See, Jesus has done the miracles. He's done his part. He's came. He's paid uh, our sin debt on the cross, but he has left it up to the church to be the witness. He's left it up to the church to spread the gospel. And so the, the main way that people come to God is through the word of a Christian's mouth. Book of Romans uh, says, how shall they hear except a preacher tells them? You know, how blessed are the feet of those that preach the gospel. Why are they blessed? Because they are giving the words of life. They are able to give fellowship with the Father if anyone would just receive. And how humbling it is. The Bible calls us ambassadors for Christ. We are able to go into a foreign country. We are able to go into uh, the foreign field and find those who were uh, 
enemies of God, those who hated God, and were able to say, we are sent here by the king, and he wants a relationship with you. He wants you as part of his kingdom. He wants you uh, to be part of his church. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so a challenge there, you need to be a witness. If you're not witnessing, then you are not you're not showing that you have part with with Jesus. Yeah, you can go to church, but I know a lot of lost people that go to church. Yeah, you can uh, read the Bible. I know a lot of lost people that read the Bible. Are you telling people about Jesus? Are you are you showing them the words of life? Jesus has commissioned you to. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So if we are not doing that, then we cannot we cannot truly say that we are uh, living as God wants us to live and we cannot say that if we are not witnessing uh, that we have fellowship with God because if we had fellowship with God he would he is he would be telling us to, to share the gospel to spread the good news and then lastly for uh, this brief message we have the joyous result of belief. So in verse 4 it says, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. There is no other meaning of life than for it to be full of the author of life. Then your joy can be full when your purpose is fulfilled. There's no other meaning of life than to have your life be filled by the author of your life. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He which has begun a good work in you is faithful to perform it. Jesus wants you. He is calling out to you because without him, there is no fellowship with God. Without Jesus, there is nothing. There's nothing. All other world religions are empty. They're all empty because they offer no way to God. Because the only way to God is through the sacrifice of Jesus. You cannot earn it. We are all categorically sinners. So how can sinners make it up to heaven? They have to have their sins paid for. And without that, that payment, there is no fellowship. So this was... Uh, sort of the first step into having fellowship with the Father. You have to be in tune with the wonderful word of life, which is Jesus. Without him, there's nothing. He is, he is our, uh, our, our chief cornerstone. He is what we build our life upon. And without him, we have nothing. And uh, you'll, you'll hear that frequent in on this podcast because uh, Jesus means everything to us. Um, and so I hope next week we, we may get to continue to springboard off of this. Uh, let me know what, what you think. If you want to hear more of this series, comment below, send us an email at faith of the fathers. Uh, what is it? Faith of the fathers at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. I'll put it down in the, uh, description box. Um, and any any other topics that you want to hear, just leave a comment, and I will uh, 
get with my good friend Jordan and we'll see what we want to tackle. Uh, but I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope this encourages you to be a witness. Let's not be dead uh, Christians. Let's let's be alive Christians. Let's be uh, joyous Christians. And the only way we can do that is by sharing the gospel. So until next time, guys, we'll see you.